Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the What If Project podcast. My name is Glenn. I'm your host, and uh, this is episode number 173, and it's part number eight of our series that we're doing called Instant Replay, uh, where we're looking back over some of my favorite episodes, uh, some of your favorite episodes from the last three years, three whole years uh, of episodes, and uh, it feels like we're just getting started, but it also feels like we've been going for a long time, uh, which we have, but today we're going to throw it back all the way to episode number one, and I was really hesitant to go with this episode, but it holds a really special place in my heart. It's not an interview. Um, it's just me talking, and I have to set the scene for you. Um, it was 2000 and 18 and it was uh july and i was at the wild goose festival and i was in a hotel now if you know if you know anything about the wild goose festival first of all it's this crazy gathering of people in uh, hot springs north carolina happens once a year uh all spiritually minded people and you have your progressive christians you have some people who are maybe identify as agnostic. Um, I've met a couple of Buddhist people there. I think I met one Muslim person. Um, lots of different people, all different kinds of backgrounds come here. And the one thing everybody shares in common is that they believe that love is going to drive the world forward. And so we gather around love, our search for uh, deeper meaning, our search for the divine, whatever you want to call it, and it's really awesome. You have people there who are doing like workshops and like speaking about different things. You have your Brian McLaren's there, uh, Mike Morrell, Alexander John Shy has been there a couple times, Barbara Brown Taylor, Diana Butler Bass. I mean, it is just this gathering of off the wall people talking about crazy things. And it's a campsite. So you go there and you, you can camp. Um, you can do camping, you can do glamping if camping is not your style. Me, I do neither of those. <laughs> I, I go to a hotel, and uh, if you know me, I, I can't. I can't do camping. Um, I can't. I need a bed. I need a shower. Uh, the nearest hotel there is about thirty-five minute drive away, which for me is nice because at the end of the day, I can get in my car. Uh, I can drive back to the hotel. I can take a shower. It's a nice time to kind of unwind, process the day. Uh, do all that kind of stuff. So I enjoy it. But anyway, I recorded this episode in my hotel room, speaking into the uh, memo app, the voice memo app on my phone. And it was a crazy day because uh, Doug Paget, who's been on the show before, he was doing a live recording of his podcast there. And I was in the crowd listening. And he, he posed a question. He says, Is there anybody out there who um, is, has a podcast or is starting a podcast or whatever. And if so, would you be interested in coming up here onto the mic and, and talking about it? And I was like, man, do I raise my hand? Cause this, this whole thing was like brewing in my head. I had just, uh, come out of a class at school. I was working on my final paper and this podcast was an idea that I was kind of trying to integrate into my final paper uh, for the doctoral program I was in, talking about how this, 
this thing could form some kind of community and speak to a need uh, in the world and in the church. And so I was trying to figure it all out. So I'm like, do I do I raise my hand and, and take this chance and go up there? And I did. And he was super encouraging to me. And uh, he, he told me to go for it. And even off the mic, like when we were done recording, he, he said, you know, you got something there. Like run with it, do it. Um, I'm going to check in on you in a year and ask you how many episodes you've done. Like he was really encouraging and he was like, really believe that I could do this. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like Doug Paget, who, whose books I read like all throughout, especially like the youth men program I was in in college. And it's like, wow, this is crazy. So I'm back to the hotel room. I'm like, all right, I'm going to record this episode. I want to do this. And I'm going to tell the story of, of this day. And I'm going to, I'm going to talk about like my, my vision for this podcast and where I think it's going to go. And what I think it's going to do. And it's so funny to listen, to look back on it now, because although a lot of the things came to fruition, a lot of things didn't. Like a lot of it changed course. A lot of it has been tweaked, updated, it has evolved, it has changed. And I think that's just all, all part of the thing, right? I think that's just all part of life is things don't always go the way that we plan, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. It means it could be better. Uh, and I think that where I'm at now is in a much better place than where I anticipated that I was headed. And uh, this whole thing, like this episode and, and this time at the Wild Goose Festival was at a really formidable time in my life. Like I was, I was ending, coming to the end of this, this doctoral program. I was still in a very, very evangelical uh, setting. Lots of evangelical friends really wrestling with that theology um, more so quietly in my mind than I was publicly yet, but I sensed something was coming. I sensed there was a like a massive hard drive update about to happen in my head, and I knew that a lot of it was going to transpire if I ran with this on the podcast because I was going to have to wrestle with a lot of things if this was really going to be a thing and was going to happen. And uh, so here we are, uh, three and a half years later. Uh, 172 episodes later, uh, still doing it. And uh, it, it is much different than I thought it was going to be. And uh, so I'm excited to go back and to give this to you, uh, to listen to for the first time maybe, or re-listen to if you've, if you've heard it already. But it also really kind of helps, um, I think, give you a glimpse of my heart, especially where I was uh, back then, and really give you hopefully a, a picture of the vision uh, of the show and where I was anticipating and hoping the show would go uh, to where it is today and to what's going on uh, with it with it now. So uh, I'm excited to share this with you. Uh, forgive the audio quality. It's terrible because like I said, it's it's a, it's the voice memo app on my phone. And I think for the first like, I don't know, maybe five, 10 minutes, there's like a loud air conditioner in the back. You know, those like in a hotel room, now those massive air conditioners in the wall. Uh, it was a smaller room. And I was recording like right next to it because there's nowhere else to go. And so the, the air conditioner is fairly loud in the beginning, but I think it shuts off uh, partway in. I think I, I think I even mentioned it, if I remember correctly, uh, in the beginning. I don't even know. But uh, anyway, this is a cool. I'm excited to share this with you again. Uh, show notes. In the show notes, uh, there's a couple things. Links to Patreon and uh, Buy Me a Coffee, two places to go to support the show. And uh, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be real with you. I've mentioned this in my blog I've mentioned on social media, I quit my job. <laughs> I quit my job 
Uh, I worked for Apple for 11 years. I quit uh, to work at Starbucks to be closer to home uh, because Apple was like 90 minutes away. Starbucks was 20. And I, I was two and a half shifts in uh, to my new job and I quit because it just wasn't working. And uh, I came home. I talked to my wife and she said, listen, like you've been doing this podcast for a while. Uh, it's reaching a lot of people and you love doing it. And clearly it's making a difference. And you love doing your um, blogging. You love doing your writing. You're you're pretty decent at social media stuff and graphics. And you have some people who, who want your help. So why don't we try to free you up uh, to do the things that you love to do? And so this is what I'm doing. My wife went to get a part-time job. Oh, we have a four-year-old daughter. Uh, I stay home with her in the mornings. My wife comes home around 1.30. Uh, by 2 o'clock, I'm down here at my desk doing my thing until dinner. She's off Mondays and Tuesdays, so that frees up a little bit more time for me on those days. But I'm trying to pour my attention uh, more so into this podcast than I've been able to uh, in the past because everything I've done so far has been uh, in my spare time, whatever whatever spare time I could have uh, with being gone 12 hours a day, uh, owning a home that has things that you have to do when you own a house, right? And having a wife and, and a daughter, like it's just, it's really been all my spare time. And so now I've got time to do this. And so I'm asking you that if this has encouraged you, if this has inspired you, if you tune in weekly, bi-weekly, whatever, and you found it helpful, uh, if you would just consider going over to Patreon, buy me coffee, check out the options there to give. Um, all the money, honestly, it goes to pay for groceries. It goes to pay for mortgage. It goes to pay for... Uh, property taxes, it goes to pay for gas, it goes to pay for whatever it is that we need uh, in the moment when it comes in, that's where the money goes to. And so uh, if you could go over there, check those places out. Uh, again, if it's encouraged you, inspired you, and you feel the nudge to give, uh, please consider it. And uh, thank you. We have 37 patrons. Uh, I love you. I love you all. I, f I think I know, I think I've talked to in some way, shape, or form all of you but there's definitely a core group of patrons who uh, I talk to all the time. And these people have really become like my church family. And I'm really grateful for them. Not like the church family, like I'm the pastor and the other church people, not at all. I just feel like we're all like a community. And it's so beautiful. Like we have, you know, we have private Facebook groups with um, some patrons in there. And it's, I don't know. It's just a place where where love happens and grace happens and mercy happens and people pick each other up when they're down and it's such a magical thing. And so I'm grateful for all of you, uh, for all of you who, who do support the show financially. It means the world to me. Uh, it means the world to my, my wife and even my four-year-old daughter who uh, now is able to have daddy home all the time and she is very very excited about that. So so thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, the Seepert family loves you and uh, is grateful for you. Special music today is from my friend Derek Webb. Uh, he was on the podcast uh, a few weeks back before we started this series, obviously. Um, but he uh, used to be a band member in Cademan's Call, which was a, a very prominent Christian band. Now he's doing his own thing. Now he's working in a church again. Uh, really crazy story. 
but he's working on a brand new album that's going to release uh, very soon that I'm excited to hear in its in its fullness and in its glory. So uh, here we have a, a mashup of some of his older songs. Uh, so check them out. Uh, go to iTunes, go to Spotify, go to all the places you listen to music, uh, download it, and share it with your friends. Uh, Derek Webb. So all that to say, my friends, as we always say, let's roll the tape in episode number 173. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the What If Project. This is episode one, episode number one of the podcast. Uh, It feels good to be doing this again. Um, You might remember morningencouragement.com. That was my um, previous blog and podcast that had been going on for a long time. Took a little bit of a hiatus, uh, some time away. Uh, did some, um, I don't know, some soul searching and uh, put my nose to the grind at school and been busy with some stuff. And um, the What If Project has kind of evolved. And uh, I'm super excited to share it with you. And uh, this episode, episode number one, is just kind of like an uh, introduction uh, to what the What If Project is all about and what you can expect um, going forward from here. And I'm actually, right now, this is amazing. I'm actually in a hotel room um, in Mars Hill, North Carolina, uh, just outside of Hot Springs, North Carolina, which is near Asheville. And uh, I'm at the Wild Goose Festival. And uh, the Wild Goose Festival is this gathering of people from all walks of life, Um, who come together to uh, learn more about their faith, more about God, more about the Jesus way, more about uh, their place in the world. And I mean, there are people from all walks of life, people from all over the country, even different parts of the world, I think, have come. Um, There are black people, white people, Asian people, gay people, straight people. I mean, you name it, everybody is here and uh, just having a great time. And it's just a, a place that welcomes everybody from all areas of life. And um, it's a really, really beautiful thing. So anyway, uh, today, so, so funny. Uh, today, I was uh, going to this session at the festival uh, where a guy named Doug Paget was um, recording uh, live an episode of his podcast. Now, if you don't know Doug Paget. Um, I have a book right in front of me that I actually brought with me uh, that I'm reading for school called An Emergent Manifesto of Hope. And uh, he and Tony Jones 
edited this book, um, and he's written other books. He pastors a um, a very different kind of church called Solomon's Porch. He's got multiple podcasts. He's he's a big deal. Like he's got the blue star next to his name on his Twitter account, right? Like he's he's verified on Twitter. So he he's a big he's a big deal. So anyway, he's recording his podcast, and beforehand he says to the crowd, there's maybe like 15 or 20 of us sitting there, he says, hey, um, does anybody here have their own podcast? So I raised my hand, and I, I kind of like waved my hand a little bit. He's like, he's like, you got one? I said, yeah, well, kind of. I said, it's in the process. It's in the, the brainstorming process. So it's not really out there yet, um, but it's, it's coming. So, okay, well, I might call you up here to talk about it uh, on my podcast. I'm like, all right, you know, that should be interesting. Um, so he's recording the podcast, interviewing a couple other people, and he points to me. He's like, "You want to come up?" And I mean, I'm, 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 uh, yeah, sure, I'll come up and talk about it. So I come up, and he starts asking me, you know, what's the podcast? I told him it's the What If Project, and then he asked me, you know, what it's about, give some background, and that's really what I want to do for you guys right here, you know. So I figured I just I just got done literally a few hours ago talking to him about this. Um, on his podcast, and I thought I would come back to the hotel room and uh, share it with you as well, and uh, give you again a little bit of a a look as to where this thing uh, may be going down the road. And I say may be going because plans are always tentative. You know, I think we always draw up blueprints to be a certain way, uh, but those blueprints might change uh, as we go along. So the what if project, uh, I. I have. I used to do the pastor thing, okay? I used to pastor a church. I've pastored two churches. And I got to say, there was a lot of things about pastoring a church that I really, really enjoyed. Um, lots of things. Um, I loved meeting with people. You know, I loved even visiting sick people, people who were, um, we will call them shut-ins, right? They couldn't leave their house. I'd bring communion to them. Um, I loved preaching every Sunday, leading Bible studies, um, you know, vacation Bible school. I, I loved all of that stuff. Um, but there was a, a lot of things I didn't really like. Not a, I wouldn't say a lot, but there were a handful of things I didn't really like that kind of, I felt like, stole the joy away from the things that I did like. And a lot of it was like the politics, for lack of a better word, of the church. Um, politics of the church meaning like there's always, everybody's got an opinion, uh, everybody thinks everything should be done a certain way. And uh, you kind of have to learn how to play that game. You know, there are some powerful people in every church, people who hold the power, whether it's with their money, with their influence, whatever. And you got to deal with those personalities in a very unique and special way. And some people are really gifted at that. And some people enjoy it. They're very good at it. I'm just not. I just, I just found it completely bothersome and annoying. Uh, just to be really honest with you. Um, so the politics of the church, that, that's one thing. Uh, the other thing, the second thing that kind of stole the joy away from the things that I did like uh, is that I felt like on Sunday mornings when I would preach that I had to preach from the context of a box. Um, and I'll explain that. I'm, I'm an explorer by nature. Right? I like to explore like the Bible. I like to explore the scriptures. I like to explore different meanings, different understandings, different interpretations of stories. Um, and I was always free to do that as long as I came to the conclusions that were pre-described for me in my denomination or in my 
um, in my path of, of church. So, for instance, if I opened up a, a parable of Jesus and I didn't come to the exact conclusion that was already made in, um, in the denomination, whether it's in textbooks, it's in other sermons, um, it's things that have been decided on, it's this is the way that we believe, this is the way that it is. If I didn't come back to that main point, um, then there was like an emergency meeting after church to talk about what they were going to do with me, that kind of thing. And I just found that very bothersome. Like, you know, the church I was in was a Reformed church. I remember one time I preached something, and uh, Reformed churches oftentimes are very um, big on um, what they would call um, predestination. So predestination meaning that God decides beforehand who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. And I kind of preached a sermon that was like mm, skirting on the outside of that, saying maybe that's not really the best way to understand things. And I thought like I was going to get lynched after church. I mean, people were not happy. And I actually had somebody meet me in my office and sit down. I don't know where they got this book, but they handed me a book and said I should read it um, because I clearly didn't understand the Bible. So like those kind of things are just annoying to me, right? So that's the second thing. Third thing is that I always felt like, like whether it was in board meetings or staff meetings, whatever, like the conversation was always go back to like, how do we get people to come to our church? And you, the pastor, are the main spiritual magnet. So how are you, what are you going to do this month that's different than what you did last month to try to get more people into the church? More and more people have to come to our church, not the church down the street, not the church downtown, our church. What are you going to do to get more people to come to our church? Right, so the politics, preaching the Bible from a box, and trying to get more people to come to church. I just found those things to be so, like, life-sucking, like just sucking the life and the joy out of the things that I really enjoyed. So again, it's not that I, I didn't leave pastoring because like I don't believe in God or because I don't believe in the church or because I'm fed up and angry with the church. Nothing like that at all. It's just, I just don't, I don't feel like I fit there. And right now I'm in this, it's interesting, I'm in a doctoral program in Alliance Theological Seminary. And uh, first like three quarters of the program were really like gut-wrenching, soul-searching stuff. And I came to the conclusion that like I'm just not wired to do that. And actually, I had the head of the doctoral program sit me down one day, and he said to me, you have to stop trying to be what you think everyone wants you to be. Like, you have to stop trying to be the pastor that you're not and just be yourself. And so that's what I'm doing right now. This, that's what this What If project um, is kind of at the foundation of this project is I'm just trying to be me and just figure out exactly what it is that God has for me to bring to the world. Okay, so What If Project. The What If Project, with those three things in mind, uh, is going to explore um, two basic questions. And I use the word explore very deliberately uh, because I'm not trying to answer questions. I'm exploring. Okay, Exploring means we're going to take a look at these two questions. We may come up with some answers. We may not come up with some answers, right? If I come up with an answer, if I say I'm here to answer the question, that means like I have a deliberate answer in mind that I want you to know what it is. No, I want to take you uh, with me on this journey to explore 
these questions. So question number one, what if there are ways of understanding the Bible and the stories of the Bible that are different than the ways in which we typically do? What if there are ways of understanding the Bible and the stories of the Bible that are different than the ways in which we typically do? Um, in other words, you know, what if the, the culture, what if the background of the Bible, what if these things actually mean more to our understanding and application of it than we ever thought possible? Um, for instance, an example, um, the story of Adam and Eve in the Bible. Um, Adam and Eve, the church oftentimes typically sees Adam and Eve as what? The very first people, right? They're the first humans, um, and from them, the entire human race came to be. Uh, you can trace all the way back, you know, the, the genealogies all the way back, and you will come to Adam and Eve. And the story of Genesis is how God created the earth. Maybe it was six days, seven days, maybe it was seven weeks, maybe it was seven hundred days, whatever, but that's the pattern that God used to create uh, the entire cosmos, the cosmos, uh, the universe, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, it's, it's a literal type of thing. Okay, that's one way to understand it. I'm not trying to come against you if that's what you believe. That's cool, but I want to explore something different, okay? What if it's, it's not the case, okay? What if it means something else? For example, Scholars say that um, the story of Adam and Eve in the early parts of, of Genesis were written during the, Babylon, uh, the Babylonian exile. And the Babylonian exile was when the, the people of, of Israel were exiled out of the promised land because of their disobedience to God. And so they're in exile and they write these early parts of Genesis. Now, what if they weren't writing the early parts of Genesis, uh, the story of Adam and Eve, for example, uh, to show how God created the universe, but what if they were writing the story of Adam and Eve um, almost as a, a picture of their own spiritual journey to depict to their ancestors who, or, who would follow, the people who would, the generations that would follow, uh, this is not how you want to live your life, okay? Don't do what we did. Okay, for, here, follow me. Adam and Eve. Adam was uh, created out of the dust of the ground, the Bible says. Um, created out of the dust. God created him out of the dust and plopped him into the Garden of Eden, the perfect, holy garden, right? The perfect garden. He gives Adam one rule. Do not eat from that tree. So what's Adam do? And Eve, right? They go and they eat from the tree. Then what happens? God dresses them and exiles them out of the garden and into the darkness of the world. Okay. Israel. Israel, like Adam, was brought up out of the dust of Egypt. Uh, they were enslaved in Egypt. God removed them from that dusty place, right? Raised them out of the dust and put them into the promised land, the, the land of Canaan. And in the promised land, uh, they were given basically a whole bunch of laws. But the, the big law was, you shall have no other god before me. Do not worship any other idols. What does Israel do? They worship countless idols. right? And God tells them that they're to be 
um, welcoming to all other nations. Well, then they they don't do that, right? So they break these rules. They break these commands. So what does God do? He exiles them out of the promised land and into captivity in Babylon. And so again, we see parallels between the story of Adam and Eve and the story of the nation of Israel. So again, what if, right, what if the, the story of Adam and Eve is not a story of how God created humanity, but it's a story of what happens when humanity disobeys God. Um, and a, a kind of a picture of the, the people of Israel to future generations of don't do this because it's going to get you stuck just like it did us. Okay, so what if? What if that's the way to understand it? What does that mean? What are the implications of that? How does that then reapply to our lives today? So I want to explore questions like, like that, okay? Uh, number two, second question that we're going to explore uh, what if there are ways of bringing church to people instead of trying to always bring or sometimes drag people to church? Um, on Palm Sunday this past year, I actually went um, out onto the streets uh, of North Carolina wearing um, jeans, a t-shirt, and a priest's uh, stole, and I had a handful of palm branches with an invite card to my blog. And I walked around to local businesses. I said, hey, my name is Glenn. I'm a local pastor and writer and a blogger. Um, and it's, it's Palm Sunday today. It's a pretty big deal in the church. And uh, I just wanted to give you this symbol of Palm Sunday, this palm branch, and let you know that God loves you. And I hope you have a wonderful day. And that was it. And I went around, and some people thought I was insane, which I kind of am. Uh, And other people were really taken aback and really excited and happy and and thankful that I gave this to them. And uh, they they took it, and we talked for a little bit, and it was a really cool experience. But it was this idea of bringing church to people instead of trying to go and drag people into church. It was meeting people on their turf, on their ground, in the place where they spend their time. Maybe those people didn't want to go to church. Maybe they didn't feel welcome at church, or maybe they had a work. They wanted to go, but they had a work. But whatever the case may be, it was an effort to bring church to them. Uh, So again, what if there are ways of understanding the Bible that are different than how we usually do? And what if there are ways to bring church to people instead of always trying to bring people to church? Now, uh, these two questions will be explored uh, through a number of different uh, avenues. And uh, there's five in particular. And I haven't decided yet um, if they're going to, as of, the, as of the recording of this, which is, uh, what is the date today? July 13th. Uh, yeah, July 13th. So I'm probably going to release this episode end of August, so probably a month and a half. From now, I'll have it ironed out. At this point, though, uh, kind of recording this while I'm at the Wild Goose Festival, still trying to figure out the details. Again, I don't know if all these avenues are going to roll out at once, if they're going to come out in phases, but we'll see. We'll get to that. But here's the five avenues. Uh, number one, it's going to be a weekly blog. Uh, that's going to come out right away. Um, I love to write. Um, I'd mentioned earlier, maybe you followed morningencouragement.com. That was my previous blog. Um, at one point while running that blog, I blogged for 500 days in a row. 500, that's over, that's like a year and a half straight every day of blogging. 
Um, and then at the end of those 500 days, I released an ebook that was like 50 pages. Um, I'm in a doctoral program, like I said before, so that's like hundreds of pages of writing. I have 109 pages so far of my dissertation done. I just love to write. Like, to me, writing is an art, and I love to communicate my ideas primarily through writing. I feel like that's my greatest strength. I love to read books about writing. I'm just fascinated by it um, all together. So blogging will be the first piece. Um, and then the second piece, which will also roll out right away, um, these two I know are, are for sure going to be right away, um, is a podcast, which is obviously where we are now in episode one. So the podcast is going to be a couple of different things. Number one, it's going to be audio versions of the blogs. So in case you don't have time to read the blog post, you don't have, maybe you don't like to read that much, maybe you don't retain as well when you read, whatever the case may be, uh, there's going to be audio versions. So I'm not just going to necessarily just read it, but I'm going to talk through it a little bit and try to keep it short. So um, try to keep it under 15 minutes. So audio versions of the post. Uh, the second thing there'll be is um, once in a while, I'm thinking maybe like in the, in the fall, I might be able to do maybe two. We'll see. Uh, one or two, maybe none. Again, we'll f- I'll figure that out um, over the course of this next month. But there'll be sermons. So I'm going to take a passage of scripture. And just as I would talk about it in a church, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast um, and share some different ideas with you. Um, going back to the what if, right? So what if there are ways of understanding this that are different than how we typically do? Uh, Probably sermons that would have gotten me into emergency meetings after church and the churches that I uh, pastored. Um, And then the third part of the podcast is going to be interviews. Again, I don't know how how often this is going to be, if it's going to be right away, um, but have some people on deck who are willing to get on here with me and talk to me about um, their different understandings of the Bible. So there's already people that I know who are kind of already thinking about this what-if stuff in their own life, and they're already thinking about the Bible differently. They're already seeing uh, the importance of understanding the history and the culture and the background of the text, and, and they're willing to come on and talk to me about that. So we might take a particular passage. I might ask them some questions about it. We might have a conversation about it. And the cool thing is, is that some of the people I'm going to bring on are not people that I necessarily agree with 100%. Um, but that's cool. Like, I'm not going to bring them on to debate with them, not at all, because I want to understand what they're thinking, because I think that what they're thinking can probably inform my own thinking, and I think that we can all learn from each other. So it's going to be a really cool just dialogue with these people. I have friends who are pastors. I have some professors. I even have some authors who might be willing to come on and talk to me as well. So that's the, the podcast. Um, the podcast, again, with the blog, will be rolling out right away. Don't know yet about the interviews slash sermons, how often they will be. Um, Probably not as often um, right off the bat because um, I am in school trying to finish up my dissertation, so I don't have tons and tons of free time yet. Uh, But more on that to come um, in the next month. And then the the, the third piece is a a YouTube channel. Um, Two pieces of that. Uh, There would be like a a vlog where just kind of, talking through some different ideas. Maybe there's a, a post that gets a, a lot of hits. So maybe I'll do like a video. Maybe I'll be driving home from work. I work at Apple. Uh, so maybe on my 40-minute ride home, um, I might just prop my phone up um, on the little holder and just talk through something uh, just to give a little bit more emotion to it. Maybe just, you know, um, how I'm taking that particular story, that particular passage, applying it to my life, um, different suggestions about how you can apply it to your life. Uh, that kind of thing. 
And I also want to, later on down the road, experiment with some, like, short films. Um, I'm starting to learn a little bit more about, like, um, iMovie and Final Cut, like, video editing. So, again, if there's a post that gets a lot of hits, well, let's make a short film about it. We'll shoot some video, we'll have some narration in there, and I'll make, like, almost like a story to bring that post or that idea um, to to life. And, again, um, I don't know how often that's going to be, especially when I'm still in school right now, but those are things that are on the on the horizon. Uh, the fourth thing is what I'm calling a uh, social experiment, for lack of a better word, um, social experiment. And that's similar to the thing I did on Palm Sunday, trying to bring the church to people. Um, I'm in, um, another example, I'm talking to some local grocery stores um, about setting up a communion table outside of the store on a Saturday and offering communion to people. Uh, who are coming in and out of the store, right? Like ridiculous stuff like that, that I'm really excited about just uh, trying to create ideas to bring church to people. And then we'll blog about that, uh, do some videos about that, that kind of thing as well. Maybe even get on the podcast people that I might be able to interact with. Who who really knows where it will go? Um, again, stuff that we'll figure out down the road. And then the last piece is um, an online small group. Um, again, a way to bring church to people um, is to bring it to people in their computers and in their phones, the places where they're spending their time. Um, we're going to be going through um, uh, some like different books of the Bible, um, maybe like just say the book of Philippians, and we'll kind of go through Philippians um, together as a, as a group, and we'll do it over video chat. So Zoom is like a video chat software where you can get multiple people on at a time. Uh, we'll all be sitting in our own homes or our own coffee shops or whatever, and we'll talk through um, whatever passage is assigned for that week. And what I'm thinking about is that the, the group will run maybe for five months and then take like a month off. And in that month off, you can either not come back the next month, maybe you're busy, maybe it just wasn't for you, whatever, um, so you're done. Or you might want to come back again and maybe even bring somebody else with you so that the group will uh, grow. Uh, so that's uh, small groups, and that will probably start in the fall. Uh, I'm thinking that it'll probably start um, in September, but I will give you a more definitive time frame um, for sure, probably on the blog, because again, it's July 13th, and I'm recording this. You will probably be listening to it at the end of August, so right around now, uh, you can expect for there to be some more direction with um, all of these things, probably in a written form on the blog because the next podcast that will be out uh, will, will be the first like official uh, what if talking through some kind of um, passage of the Bible. So again, two questions we're exploring. What if there are ways of understanding the Bible that are different than how we usually do? And number two, what if there are ways of bringing church to people instead of trying to bring people to church? We'll explore it through a blog, uh, podcast, YouTube channel, social experiments, and um, an online small group. Um, Down the road, you know, there'd be other stuff that's going to be kind of uh, coming along. You know, I have some ideas for some um, t-shirts I want to make that I'll be able to sell online. And and that's to make a little bit of money only because um, this this stuff costs money to make. You know, it costs money to host the website. It costs money to uh, host the podcast. So just to try to get those fees covered would be um, a really cool things. So some t-shirts probably coming out down the line uh, with some cool sayings on them. 
um, and stuff like that. So um, anyway, that's that. That's the story of the What If Project. Again, uh, I am in Mars Hill, North Carolina right now in a Comfort Inn hotel room um, recording this on my phone. And hopefully the quality will be halfway decent. Um, I was on Doug Paget's podcast today. He asked me what the What If Project is about. I gave him a super short synopsis, and it was, like, so off the cuff. And I was so uh, nervous because, like, I'm talking to this guy who, like, I read his books, and I think he's really cool. And so I was a little bit starstruck as well. Uh, But it was really fun. And uh, I just wanted to come back here, and while I'm all hyped up about it, uh, share it with you um, here on July 13th. You're listening to it sometime later. Uh, But anyway... Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support and your love. And um, I'm really excited to share more with you down the road. Uh, So have a great morning, afternoon, evening, and uh, grace and peace and love to you. Bye-bye.